Welcome to the Future of Medicine podcast, where we believe that feeling great and living a long time is possible and that your healthcare should help you get there. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Wenzel. My hope is simple, that this show will help you along your journey to becoming the healthiest, strongest, and most powerful version of you possible. Now, let's jump into the show. Hey, everybody, before we jump into the show, this is just going to be an incredibly powerful discussion that Jen Justice and I have on the art of fulfillment, how achieving success in any area of your life isn't enough to feel fulfilled, that there is more, that there is a freedom to become something that we all desire once we are free from something that drove us to take action in the first place. And once we're free, we have to focus on the most essential things. And the mistake that everyone is making once they identify the essential things and they're making progress, but they're not satisfied is that they're measuring progress wrong. Can't wait to jump in this episode. See you soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Future of Medicine podcast. I'm Dr. Wenzel, joined, as always, by my lovely and talented co-host, Jennifer Justice. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am outstanding, Jennifer. I just called you Jennifer. Why are you calling me Jennifer? It's Jen. It's Jen. The superhero, Jen Justice. <laughs> this episode, I'm really excited about. This is something that has been on my mind for quite some time, and only recently has it been coming together in kind of an organized way. It's called The Art of Fulfillment and Why Success is Never Enough. This is a uh, ongoing observation of mine, and that is that Success, although part of the formula of being fulfilled, doesn't yield fulfillment necessarily mm. in and of itself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the primary structure of, of this episode is going to be there's basically three um, concepts that I would like to discuss with you, Jen, about this concept. And that is starting with all successful people. And I don't care what area of life we are evaluating to determine success. Mm -hmm. All success begins with someone taking action toward a goal. Right. But that goal is always freedom. Mm. One of the core needs of humans is to feel free. And the number one driver of human behavior is pain. Mm -hmm. And so all success begins with what one of my mentors, Dan Sullivan, calls freedom from. Mm -hmm. We all want a better future. We want to not be poor or not be in pain or a better relationship or not be bound by the rules of someone else or the bureaucracy of corporate this or that. We want freedom from something. And we begin our journey in a state of pain, desiring freedom from something. Mm -hmm. And if we are successful, we gain that freedom. And you can be successful and have freedom from something. And 95% of people who are successful achieve, if you work hard enough, success will come Yeah. in that area that you're looking for freedom from something. The challenge is what people really, really want is complete freedom. And in order to have complete freedom, which is a cornerstone of fulfillment, freedom from something is not enough, will never be enough. Once you're free from something, you then have to pursue the second freedom, which is freedom to. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm free from X, I now have the freedom to pursue or be Y. Mm -hmm. 
and 5% or less of people achieve this freedom too. And this is where all, this is where all the windfall of reward and satisfaction come from when you're no longer driven by a freedom from something you actually get to pursue freedom to be something Mm -hmm. this is where we as the human experience we begin to feel fulfillment and again you can have success by kind of just a little bit of dumb luck and hard enough work over enough time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is why Having $100 million in the bank or your dream spouse or family or fill in the blank of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve is never enough to give you the warm fuzzies that are long term, the the feeling of complete fulfillment. And I have arrived. I am living my purpose. It's just enough to get going. And humans don't take, by the way, humans don't pursue a better version of themselves without feeling enough pain. Right. Pain is the ultimate motivator. Mm-hmm. People all often ask me, you know, Dr. Wenzel, I, I need to lose this last 25 pounds. How do I do it? I just can't, I just can't seem to, no matter what I do, do it. And I say, you don't have big enough reasons. Mm-hmm. The pain isn't enough. It's annoying, but the pain is not greater than your desire to keep the status quo. Right. In order for you to break the status quo, the pain has to be greater than the the simplicity and ease with which the status quo is moving along. Mm-hmm. It's a very disruptive process to change behavior and oh. you have to have <laughs> yes. pain. Yeah, I mean, we're either moving away from pain or toward pleasure. Those mm-hmm. are the two things that mm-hmm. we as humans have a desire to do. Mm-hmm. And until that pain becomes greater, you're not probably gonna change. Yeah. And you're connected to a really good why, right? Right. Like, if I told you those last 25 pounds were tied to the health and well-being of your husband and you had six months to lose those 25 pounds or else we would have a bad outcome, anyway, you'd, you'd lose those 25 pounds and be like, what's next? Yeah. I mean, you would suffocate any reason why it is not happening mm-hmm. because you have enough pain. The problem for people as they're pursuing fulfillment is that they have that event in their life that triggers them to start moving away from something, freedom from something. There was enough pain to move away from it and they get successful at it. But they still feel like, I don't, there's got to be something more. more. Right. It has to be more than just not being in a dysfunctional relationship or for me, a fear of poverty. Mm-hmm. Like somewhere along my journey, the fear of not being poor wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic way for a kid with all the odds stacked against him and really no clear path and no real reason to believe that he could actually pull it off. I desperately did not want to be poor. Yeah. I knew what that felt like. Mm -hmm. And as I matured in that concept, I realized now that I've got enough certainty that poverty is not in my plan mm-hmm. that's still not fulfilling I had to go on a journey on who is Aaron mm-hmm. who does Aaron desire to be now that I'm free from that who am I now free to become and I that's where the magic and embracing the journey and pursuing this better more powerful vibrant stronger creative giving 
loving human that I desire to be. I'm now free. I'm unleashed in my success to not being poor. Mm -hmm. I am now free to become this version of my full potential and I can embrace the journey. I have, I have this freedom and I'm incredibly fulfilled and I've been fulfilled this entire journey, but it comes from being freedom to something. Yeah. So I think that's concept number one, the two freedoms, freedom from, freedom to. The next logical question is, now that I'm free from something, what, and I'm free to pursue something else, what do I pursue? And that's where this concept of essentialism, pursuing the essential things, and that we live in a, a day and an age where there is no shortage of things jockeying for our attention, our time, our money, our family, we are all consumed by information. And it, it has never been harder, I think, to identify the essential things. Yeah. We would tend to believe on a day-to-day -day basis that we've got 174 things that matter a lot. <laughs> and the truth is, true. that's where overwhelm sets in. Our brain gets overwhelmed after about seven or eight things. Mm -hmm. It's like, I got one thing, I got seven things. I have, I mean, I'm just over. It's, too many things to, to handle. By definition, everything can't be important. If everything's important, then nothing's important. Right. 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 The essential things are really an effort to focus on the main thing. You know, Stephen Covey called keep the main thing the main thing. Mm -hmm. That's always the main thing. Mm -hmm. Begin with the end in mind. Keep the main thing the main thing. It's very like, oh, okay, well, how do you find the main thing? And that can be a little challenging for people. I don't think that this is an exhaustive, you know, list and it certainly doesn't represent everybody but in my experience the overwhelming majority of people will have things like health mm -hmm. and if you don't have your health we've been told that time is our greatest asset you and i both believe that health is our greatest asset because time without health isn't really that valuable right i think i can speak freely that our patients come to us kind of in this chaotic state about their health you know, uh, many times. I mean, yes. not everybody, but they come to us to help them figure out what is the next 50 years of my life going to look mm -hmm. like? Am I going to spiral downhill mm -hmm. or am I going to be the best version of myself? I need to move this up on the list. Yeah. I mean, chaotic would be the extreme version, like somebody just lost. Yeah. We get a fair number of people who come in who are not lost and they're putting forth a bunch of effort, but it's being scattered on a hundred things. Yeah. And there's this real instinct that like, I'm putting a lot of effort and I think the most important things are in what I'm doing, but I don't know how to eliminate the things that are not important so that I can solely focus on the five to seven things that are the most important. And health is the number one. Yeah. Not necessarily in order here, but finances, right? Your economics, you, you have to have a lot of focus and energy and certainty around your ability to continue to march along economically, right? whatever that means for you the three to seven closest relationships mm -hmm. are absolutely essential things. You show me somebody who is successful in every area of their life, but the three most important relationships in their life are either toxic, in danger, stressed, compromised. I will show you somebody who cannot achieve fulfillment. They are hurting. Yeah. Because when you're hurting in one of these essential areas, you can't feel fulfilled. It, right. it is something that is, it's like a big red light on your dashboard. Mm -hmm. Check your engine. There's something essentially wrong. Your spiritual walk. We are spiritual creatures as humans. Um, 
And you cannot separate the, the spiritual journey from the human experience. And you have to figure out what that optimal version of you looks like, feels like. And that's something that has to be nurtured. It has to be invested in. It's an essential thing. One of my favorite topics is your reputation. I think an individual's reputation is absolutely an essential element. And when I speak about reputation, I'm not only talking about someone's reputation within the marketplace or their peers or their circle of influence, but the relationship with themselves, mm. which is self-esteem. Mm -hmm. That If you don't have confidence or a healthy relationship with yourself, if you still at 49 years old, despite your financial success or your place in the marketplace, you still don't believe you're worthy or that money is bad or that you're not worthy of love or you'll never be enough. You can never achieve fulfillment. Your, self, your relationship with self, which we call self-esteem, which is nothing more than your own individual relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. How kind are you to you? Yeah. Reputation is vastly underrated. And then lastly, you and I spend a lot of talk, time talking about a compelling future. Oh, yeah. As humans, we, we, in order to move this thing along, tomorrow has to be better than yesterday. Yeah. If yesterday was better than today, and it's certainly better than tomorrow, we lose all steam. We lose our tailwind and we are stuck. And if we remain there, we begin to fester. Yeah. And I mean, I've named off six things. There, there might be one or two more, but for the most part, people listening to this, if you're completely lost at what the most essential things are, start here, health, finances, your closest relationships, your spiritual walk, your reputation with uh, both yourself and the marketplace and your peers, your circle, and what is the status of your future? Mm -hmm. Are you excited about your future? These are the essential things that if you just focused your energy, now that you're free from something, you are now free to improve and optimize these areas of your life. You will begin to fast track not only fulfillment in the short term, but sustained long term fulfillment, joy, satisfaction, and just an overall sense of well being. And I think if I can jump in, the people that you and I work with closely in the practice, if they are fulfilled, they are working on these things actively. Yes. Like they. They have no problem freely sharing how they do that with us and how they want to improve it even more. So their compelling future comes from how can I make this even better? Yeah, well, they gain momentum. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Momentum's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know of any greater way to create momentum in your life, in the things that matter, mm -hmm. than seeing improvement in the essential things, yeah. quick wins, right? quick wins, moving along in these areas that matter the most. Mm -hmm. Which actually leads us into the third one, the gap in the game, really which does. is to me, when I first heard this concept from you, Mind -blowing. it blew me away. And it, I had to think about it a few times and just really just let it sit with me. But tell us about the gap in the game. <laughs> well, I wish I was smart enough to come up with it. I'm only smart enough to realize when I see it, mm -hmm. that's gold. Yeah. This is from, again, my mentor, Dan Sullivan. He talks about the gap in the gain as a concept. And as, as we're marching this out, once we're free from something and now we're free to pursue the most essential things in our life, the number one area people mess up 
and this is across the board myself, we measure wrong. Mm -hmm. We are measuring inaccurately and therefore interpreting the performance in an inaccurate way, which derails our momentum. Yeah. One of the things that we have to do is create momentum, but you have to sustain momentum. And the way you sustain momentum is you have to measure the right results. Mm -hmm. And the gap in the gain is based on a concept that we have our current self. There, there's really only one thing that's real, and that's right now. You and I, behind these microphones, talking. The future is completely make-believe, and the past, for many people in many aspects, is make-believe. It's just their version of the past. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that's absolutely concrete, real. And, and by the way, I'll go back a second. When I say that, sometimes people look at me kind of crazy. If the past wasn't made up, then 10 people seeing an accident would have the exact same portrayal of <laughs> the accident. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. our ver it's our version of the past. Mm -hmm. This is how something horrible can happen to somebody and one person never recovers and the other person uses it as fuel for... What meaning did you give it in that moment? Yeah. Life happens to everybody, but what are the meanings that you give things? So based on the meanings that you give your past experiences, they will create your version of the past. This is why any type of therapy and healing from trauma, what's the first thing you do? You got to go back in the past. Mm -hmm. Let's revisit this. And one of the most powerful things anybody in a therapy situation can say to somebody who's stuck is, could it mean something else? Mm -hmm. Is it possible that in that moment, when you assign this meaning to that thing, could it mean something else? I think the best therapists in the world help you come up with another narrative. Come on, that's it. Right, like yeah. a different they story. Identify your story that yes. you're telling yourself right now. Yes. And as an outside objective observer who has really no skin in the game other than helping you. Yep. They say, just. I think there's said. another meaning. Yeah. I think there's a different story that could you. Could it be uh -huh. that it? maybe was like this. And that frees you from yeah. the story. Because mm -hmm. once it's a choose your own adventure, you could actually go back here <clears throat> and choose plan C. Mm -hmm. It could have meant this. And if it meant this, what would it mean for you moving forward? And this is where we start to unlock these chains that keep us bound to this version of the past. So anyway, we have our current self. We have our ideal self, which is our version of ourself in the future, which is no more real than the horizon. Dan calls it the horizon. You, you drive towards the horizon and you arrive where you think the horizon is touching the ground and you realize, wow, I'm no more closer to the horizon than when I started. Mm -hmm. The horizon, we use it directionally to know which way to go and to orient. We're, we're or spatially oriented creatures. We need mm -hmm. to know up, down, sideways. And so we use the horizon to orient our navigation, but the horizon isn't the destination. And just like our ideal self, Actually, looking towards our ideal self, becoming the ideal self isn't actually even the goal. It's the <laughs> Well, a lot of times it's not even obtainable, to be honest with you. Well, of course it isn't. I think of all these Fitzbo people on like Instagram and social media, and you look at them, and you're only seeing their current self. But And even that current self, it was a current moment of that self right. to be portrayed as perfection. Ideal is another word for perfect. Yeah. Right? We're flawed creatures. Mm -hmm. Perfection is not attainable, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't pursue mm -hmm. perfection. It, excellence should be the goal. Right. There'll be some areas of life where we come up grossly short, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean we shouldn't strive for excellence. And 
So we have this ideal self, we have our current self, which is the only thing that's real. So we have fake future self that's ideal and perfect. And then we have whatever we're trying to move the needle on, which the whole purpose of this discussion is how do we measure progress in the most essential things? You have your starting point where you began, which is clearly defined and you can create some objective, whether it's weight, finances, you know, some metric that is measurable and trackable. You have your current self. The challenge, anybody who's making progress in the most essential things, but feels unfulfilled or dissatisfied, Dan would say this person is stuck in the gap. Mm -hmm. And to be in the gap means that you're measuring no matter how much progress you've made, you are measuring yourself against your ideal self, mm -hmm. which is a flaw. Yeah. You use ideal self to directionally point you where you should be pursuing, but you have to measure backwards. You have to take current self, which is heading towards ideal self, in order to measure the progress, because remember, we need progress to get momentum, and momentum sustained is what is going to give us the fulfillment. We have to look backwards. Where did we start? Yeah, I wanted to lose 74 pounds, and I gave myself two years to do it, and I'm one year in, and I'm only down 12 pounds. Mm -hmm. That ideal self is 75 pounds. That's fake. That's a fake person. That person doesn't exist. And if you keep measuring yourself, despite that you're still four pounds down, but you've figured out a lot about diet, you've figured out about sleeping, and you've figured out how to move where it doesn't hurt, and you've actually created some community around the people that you're exercising and doing this journey with, you've become a more sociable, a happier person in general. And by the way, you're 12 pounds down. Unless you look back at where you started, where you had no connection, you were 12 pounds heavier, you didn't know how to shop, you didn't know how to exercise, you had no community around the exercise, you would just say, well, this is worthless. Yeah. I'm only 12 pounds towards my 75 pound goal. But here's the kicker, that 12 pounds could have been 73 pounds. And you'd still be <laughs> upset because yes. it wasn't the 75. Yeah. And then what happens is that you hit the 75 if you did, you would look at your ideal self and say, huh, I undershot my ideal self. It should have been 150. I'm still a failure. Yeah. We have to use our ideal self as only a directional compass, mm -hmm. but as we're measuring, and this is the key, we have to measure backwards. We have to measure from where we started to where we are. You will notice progress and progress is the when I talked about a compelling future, we have to know that our future is better than our past. When we see progress towards our ideal self, that is the underpinning of momentum and it fuels sustainable fulfillment. Mm -hmm. When we identify people that are in the gap, a lot of times they use phrases like but, should, could. Yes. And then the, the, gap, the, the gap reveals itself, right? Like, immediately. I've lost 12 pounds, but, but I haven't lost uh -huh. the other way. And you're like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. You're yeah. in the gap. Yeah. Yeah. So the point is you got to get in the game. Yeah. You have to see progress. It's the only hope we have as human beings with our brains to navigate life in a way where we will never actually achieve the ideal, but we have to continue to notice progress. Mm -hmm. And so the two big principles here are, number one, all fulfillment is rooted in noticing progress but not just progress in general, progress in the most essential elements of your life. You always have to measure the gain. Mm -hmm. And the second big take home point is that all dissatisfaction 
in your journey is because you're measuring yourself against the ideal, which is a flawed measurement tactic, and you would be undoing otherwise your ability to notice progress and stay fulfilled and stay on course and stay towards this journey towards the horizon. Yeah. Um, you got to get out of the gap. It's really a great concept. It's it's fascinating. And, and what this concept for me has done is that I'm not immune to being in the gap. I notice, I, but now I notice mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm stuck, which means I'm in the gap. You're a gap hunter now. I'm a gap hunter, as Dan calls <laughs> yeah. it, a gap hunter. And it's so easy once you identify it to identify it in yourself and in mm-hmm. other people. And it's an optics change. It's like flying the plane and you're freaking out because you're not where the destination is. But it's like, oh, but I'm on the right coordinates. And I see the little blinky. Oh, yeah, no, I left L.A. and now I'm over Austin. Oh, yeah, of course I'm not to New York yet. (laughs) But look, I'm making progress. I notice progress and I'm on the right. I'm measuring my journey correctly. Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to giving yourself some grace, too. Don't Mm -hmm. you think like... Well, listen, this is why I said it was underrated. Your relationship with yourself. Right. How kind, mm-hmm. how patient, how nurturing, how forgiving are you to yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So many people, and I've had to work on this personally, but I, out of my own personal journey, I'm able to sit in rooms and notice the kindest, most generous, hardworking, sacrificial people they are the absolute last person in their line to be kind to. Yeah. And this is another concept where I, I'm always telling them, like, you have got to be selfish mm-hmm. in order to be selfless. Mm-hmm. You are so willing to give everything you have to everyone. There is nothing left for you. And here's a newsflash. If there's nothing for you, eventually you run out of you to give to others, which is what your greatest joy is. Mm-hmm. If you're not giving you your first fruit in the morning, if you don't give yourself some selfish quiet time, some time to move your body and train your body and commit to winning the day, how are you going to go out into the world and serve the people that you are desperate to serve on a sustainable level? You have to learn to be selfish. You have to be selfish in order to be selfless. And this Mm -hmm. is that self-esteem and what it's so such a rich concept. And I, 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 Got a little distracted today on it, but it, it's just that important. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. This is such a great episode. I love how all of these things are tied together. You have to start with your freedom from, where you're moving from, and then mm-hmm. what essential things are you going to focus on? You know, make out your list, prioritize them, mm-hmm. and then how are you measuring? I mean, whew, if you're in the gap on certain things that I, I think we see it most probably here in people's health, but in other ways, too. Com- compelling future for sure but out of that list that the, the six things that you came up with I want to start working on mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, and anybody who has running a system or an organization whether that's you're running the home front mm-hmm. operations in a home front or you're running a 500 million dollar company you can't focus on everything right and there are concepts in business called KPIs key performance inter- I mean leaders of industry or leaders of a family of five know that there's like seven or eight things every day that we should be checking. And it doesn't really matter what the things are in relation to like extracting their value. It is about, do I know what the most important things to focus on every day are? Yeah. And that's not nearly as overwhelming as 
pretending that you can actually evaluate appropriately and manage everything, mm -hmm. this is where you disperse all of your energy and you move the needle in some things incrementally, but never the most important things in any significant way. This is how we spin our wheels. This is how we feel stuck. Yeah. And a lot of it is we haven't identified the things that now we're free to pursue that we haven't identified the essential things. And if we have identified this essential things and we still feel stuck, it's always because you're in the gap. Yeah. You're always, always. measuring wrong. Always. Yeah. There are no exceptions. Mm -hmm. The only exception to not being in the gap is that you're actually putting effort into something that's non-essential. So yep. there is a little bit of a hierarchy of like, if this, then that. Mm -hmm. First thing is, if you're successful and unsatisfied, it's because you haven't identified that you're now free to pursue the most essential things. Yeah. Once you've identified the essential things and you're not feeling satisfied with your progress, you are by definition in the gap. Yeah, definitely. So easy to easy to recognize that. I, th I think it is. Th this should be I hope this is really encouraging for people because it's one of those like, wow, this is. I can explain a lot of my experience with these concepts and it gives you the X on the map where to dig mm -hmm. and not only that, but careful while you're digging, make sure you're measuring progress. Right. And you do that backwards. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Thank you so much for tying these three, three things together for us. Well. That's I, great. I only take credit for <laughs> noticing wisdom mm -hmm. and noticing truth and from several different sources and being able to string them together in a way that helps me mm -hmm. explain my own journey and by extension help my patients navigate their journey in a very powerful way. Yeah. And so I, I'm grateful for all truths and I'm always very grateful to stumble across them and I'm also grateful that I get to sit with you and be able to very intentionally and very thoughtfully lay these things out to give them to people who we may or may not ever meet. Mm-hmm. But our hope has always been and will always be that these things would provoke folks to take action in the areas that we believe are the most important, whether it's with us. Just find your person to begin these journeys. If you need spiritual work, you need to find a spiritual mentor and get that optimized. If you need to heal your relationships, go heal your relationships. If you need to make some powerful decisions to improve your economic situation, Go do it, yeah. but measure the progress because right. it will be the thing that keeps you on the track long enough to achieve the fulfillment that you deserve. And we all want it. We all deserve it. And this is a powerful way to achieve it, I believe. Definitely. Well, thanks, Jen. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Until the next time. I want to thank you so much for your attention. Listen, I don't take it for granted. It means the absolute world to me. You can find out more about today's episode at brentwoodmd.com forward slash podcast. There you'll find the show notes, all the related links to this episode and tons of other resources. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. And if you've already subscribed, then it would mean so much to me if you left a review. If you think we'd be a good fit to work together, or you would just simply like to know more about the concierge services that I provide my private clients, email us at membership at brentwoodmd.com. And now for the obligatory disclaimer. 
This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute the practice of medicine or the giving of medical advice as no doctor-patient relationship has been formed. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should seek the advice of their own medical professional providers.